Welcome to the Growing Green Landscapes Podcast with Jeremiah Jennings. While still in his early 20s, Jeremiah already runs a successful six-figure lawn maintenance company. Listen in as he and his guests share the things that have brought them success that can help you in your business. As a young entrepreneur in the green industry, Jeremiah emphasizes the tips and tricks involved in running a lawn maintenance business while discussing the principles applying to all small businesses. If you're wanting to grow, become profitable and professional, you're in the right place. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Jennings. What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode today here on the Growing Green Podcast. This is your host, Jeremiah Jennings, and I just want to personally say thank you for tuning in to today's show. It's an honor to be coming to you today on another beautiful Wednesday morning if you're listening to this thing real time, and I uh, hope you're doing well. I hope your day is going to go go well, or whatever day you're listening, whatever time of day it is. Hope you had a good day if you're listening at the end of the day. Uh, if you're in the middle of the day, I hope you're going strong, man. Keep on going. Maybe this will be the push you needed to get through the day. Uh, but I really do, really do appreciate every each and every one of you that listen to the show and help us continue to grow the the Growing Green podcast here. And and I really consider it a family. The uh, listeners and the the community that we have built here, I, I am so, so deeply appreciative. And I do want to take a minute just at the beginning of the show today and, and just continue to say thank you. I know I know I'd say it a lot. I don't say it enough, but um, each and every one of you that listen to the show and share it and give me feedback helps me get up and do another show the next the next week. And man, I tell you, this time of year, it's crazy busy. We all are. I know I know a bunch of you out there are. Uh, I'm not the only one. And you, a lot of you got a, a lot more problems and things to fix than I do in my my small company. But uh, getting up in the mornings, staying up late nights, record these podcasts after working a long day, it's not always easy. And I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you who gives me feedback, who helps me uh, here and just supports me in the show that that I do, and, and everyone else that helps me along the way, all of our great guests that come along. Um, I am so uh, eternally grateful for all of you that have invested, especially especially, especially back in the very beginning when there was no one li- listening to the show. I, I got to get a lot of those guests on that we had earlier in the show because a lot of those episodes weren't really, we didn't have really any type of an audience then, so... Uh, a lot of a lot of good guys told their stories and have a lot of knowledge that they can tell that didn't really get the platform that some of the other ones have. And uh, as we've grown here recently, so uh, if you are new to the show, thanks for tuning in. I guess we give you a little backstory of who we are. Here is uh, I am Jeremiah Jennings, and I own Growing Green Landscapes in Central Alabama, and uh, just a small lawn maintenance and a soft uh, softscape light landscape install company. Uh, here in here in Alabama, like we said, and we, I've been doing this for this is my fourth time in fourth year in business full time. Uh, I bought it straight out of high school. Bought a business from the guy that I was working in it with, and we have taken it and since grown it. I bought it when it was, we were pretty small. We were just doing some stuff, uh, summer work, and paint. He was paying his way through college, so uh, I bought it from him, and we've taken it and grown it, and and really gotten uh, trying to get very efficient. We have not always been that way. And that's actually one of the topics we're probably going to talk about today is uh, something that has to do with efficiency because we just recently got a product actually uh, tonight when I'm recording this. The product showed up to my door. And uh, if you are, if you're listening to this and you saw my story, you're going to know uh, that we're really doing this podcast <laughs> real time and uh, and late night getting this thing banged out and uh, put out here for all for all of you to hear. So uh, got crazy busy week, got behind. Uh, we've just had a lot of other stuff going on. But 
Um, anyway, back to the back to kind of our story. If you're new to the show, uh, bought the business, bought the company then uh, four three years ago, uh, four years ago somewhere in there. I don't remember the exact date, but fourth year full time in business, and we are still going strong. I had it's me and two other guys. Uh, we are trying to branch into two crews this year. I have had up to three employees so far, or four employees so far uh, at one time, but we're scaled back down. We've kind of turned into a uh, niche company. We found our we found our market they were wanting to target, and we're we have a really tight service area. We've dropped that thing down because we were inefficient, and we can just kind of go ahead and go into that a little bit. And I, and I'm going to talk about some topics today that I've talked about on the show before, but some of them were kind of earlier on. Like I said, I was going back through some of the earlier shows that didn't have a, a high download numbers and um, back, back when we didn't really have much of an audience. And there's a lot of good content that got packed in there that uh, a lot of y'all haven't heard probably. So um, we were all over the place. We were spread everywhere. We were spread thin. And we had a lot of yards, man. I, I mean, for us, we, I don't know, I think we probably got up to 75 or 80 at one point. And uh, the thing with that is, is we were working five, six days a week, sometimes if it rained us out, um, halfway through a day or something. We were working our butts off, and we were driving all over the place is the problem. Because our furthest yards, so like our furthest yards from each other, one would take 40, it would take 45 minutes to get from one end to the other, from, from one yard to the next. And uh, that was from end to end. That was our, that was our route. And that's just not okay. Uh, we were not making money that way. We were not... We, we were making money. I was, I was making profit, but not what we should have been. Um, I should be way, way ahead where I am today. But back in the beginning, I was taking on anything I could take on just to get business. And a lot of people tell you to do that. Um, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know about that model. Um, I don't know that I would personally recommend that if you're a small business and you're trying to stay a small business for a while, you're not trying to rapidly grow and increase size and, and scale a company, then I don't know that I would take on anybody just to get business. Um, you don't need to be exp- expanding your service area if you're not going to be splitting up into two crews for them to go out there within the year. Like If you're not looking to rapidly grow and scale your company, it can really be detrimental for you to take on those clients because what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to fill up your schedule with 25 or 30 or 40 or however many clients you can do yourself and you're going to get them all over the place because that's where people are going to call from trust me they call from all over if you don't if you don't have your service area defined uh, on your website on your facebook page anywhere they can see, find you on social media uh, on a voicemail, if, if you if they call you and you say you service St. Clair County for us, uh, St. Clair County is the largest county in Alabama. So I mean, it takes it's ninety miles from one end to the next. Like it's a big county. Um, so you got to know where your service area is, and you have to define that for the customer. And if you don't do that in the beginning, you can really take on a lot of clients, and you can bring that on. But you're going to be stretched thin. You're not going to be making the money you need to make. And the problem with that is it's going to it's going to hurt your company. You're not going to grow the way you need to grow because you're going to fill a schedule, but you're not going to be making money. Like you're not going to be making money at the end of the day. And that's the problem is if you, if you don't take on all those clients in the beginning and you just stay small and you or not small, but you stay in your community, you really target that hard. You hit that, you market it very well. You get postcards, you get door hangers, you get yard signs, uh, you do EDDM, uh, every door direct mail, get it straight to the subdivisions you want to be in you hit that hard, then you have a really good chance of growing in that area. But if you're sitting out here taking on all these random clients from all over the place, you're going to fill a schedule, but you're not going to be doing profitable work. Whereas if you just wait and you and you define your service area, you hit it hard, then it might take you a little longer to pick up those clients, but 
you're going to make more profit and and work less. Like that's the thing is if you're if you're driving 10 minutes to do 5 yards or 45 minutes to do 10 yards, well, that 45 minute drive there, so it, it so you got an extra 70 minutes driving, 35 extra minutes driving there, 35 minute extra minutes driving back, an extra 70 minutes driving with you and two guys. Um, I mean that it depends on what your hourly rate is, but for us it's seventy five dollars an hour. Two guys in the truck, you got over an hour driving. I'm looking at between one hundred and seventy and one hundred eighty dollars that I'm losing on that drive time. Well, if I'm doing four or five neighborhood yards that we're in now, we're almost going to make that money up. Like that's if I do five yards at forty five dollars, then you're sitting to what two hundred and twenty dollars or. $225, like you're right there pretty close where you could have just done the five yards and made just as much money because you're not driving all over the place. So I, this is a long rabbit trail where I was going with this, but I hope it made a good point to some of you guys out there starting out is you hear people say, I ah, just take on what you can take on because you got to do that in the beginning and get work. If you're not looking to scale a company, I would stay away from that as long as I can. Uh, and, and the problem with that is, one of the other points I want to hit on today that was from an earlier episode that we did a whole show on and, oh, excuse me, man, this is my first yawn in a while. Uh, if, if you're, if you're, if you're a real listener of the show, you've been with us the whole time, man, you know, back in the beginning, uh, when I was doing this thing, man, I would yawn in the middle of every episode, like five or six times. It, it got pretty bad. And I finally, finally got it fixed as I got used to doing it a little more and talking consistently and stuff. I, I got it fixed, but, uh, hadn't, like I said, long day, we're doing this late night. Uh, so, so that one slipped in here, but anyway, hand in hand with what we're talking about right now is not getting a, a huge service area is you have to learn to say no in your company in your business and, and whatever you want to call yourself. If you want to do it on the side, if you're doing a part-time, you're doing a full-time, you have 10 guys with you or one guy with you or you're solo. You have to learn to say no. And if you don't do that in the beginning, it's going to hurt you bad. Like it, like I said, I think I'm doing pretty good for four years in business. We're, we're a lot further than other guys out there uh, who've been in business for 10 or 15 years because of all the resources that I've had in the past two years to excel me rapidly to the next stage in my company. And we're still very small. Like we have a long way to go. We have a lot of things to figure out. Uh, we're by no means where we need to be, but we're leaps and bounds where ahead of where we could have been. But I still think I'm about a year to two years behind where I should be because I started those two years out the wrong way. And I didn't know how to say no to people. I had people call in and I would just do the work because I just thought I had to because they would call and request a quote. And I'd say, yeah, I'd be out there. I'd get out there, give them a quote. I wouldn't charge enough money. And I, and I just didn't know how to say no. You didn't know your workload because, like I said, you're trying to take on everything you can. That's not always the best way to make money. It's not. The, it's the best way to uh, turn money and like run run money through the through the company. But it's not the best way to put money in the bank account and hold on to the money. Uh, that's the thing. You can circulate money doing that. You're not going to hold on to it that way. Uh, you're not going to be efficient. You're going to be profitable. So. Learn to say no in your company. It's very transformative. I know that it's a lot easier said than done. I, I know it, it sounds that way. You, you're hearing this, and you're like, ah, oh, that's a lot easier said than done. I've I've heard that. Trust me. I've heard people tell me that, and I'm like, man, you're not in my spot. You don't know my position. I'm telling you, I promise you, across the board, you have to learn how to say no. So one thing I do want to discuss as we continue on uh, with the show today is 
when we talk about it here on the show, uh, I, anything that I say, if I use anybody for illustrations, that um, we don't share their names or anything like that. But people that I've close to, I've heard uh, other companies talk. I've heard on social media them talk about their policies or anything like that. And we use for examples. I'm not going to say anything that I wouldn't say to them in person. I, we wouldn't have discussions about this. So I do want to, to walk back what I was saying about being being efficient in your company and um, learning to say no. And, and, and when I say... I've heard it all. I've I've heard that excuse, and it's hard. I say it's it's easier to, it's easier said than done. That's what I get a lot, and that's what people. That's what I used to say. Is I do want to make sure and make this clear that whenever we talk about this stuff, uh, whatever we say in business, there's really not many things where it's across the board. Like there, like there's only one way to do it across the board because every scenario with everybody in their own company is different. Everybody has a different business model. Everybody has a different work ethic. Everybody has different dreams and goals of what their company, what they want their company to be. So I do want to get that, make that clear is whenever we say stuff here on the show, whether it's advice or real life stories that we talk about or anything like that, examples of our company, how we've messed up because man, we do a lot of it. Um, anything like that. I do want to say that it's. I'm just saying what's working for us in that scenario, what's not working for us in that scenario. It's not across the board. Some people say postcards work. Some people say postcards don't work. It's all about your company and how you use them and what your business model looks like. So um, back to the, to the whole saying no thing, though, that's one of those few things where it's across the board. That is across the board. You have to learn to say no from the beginning because if not, you're going to run your company into a very, very bad place. And if you don't figure it out now, that's going to, it can just really hurt you down the road because it hurt me. Like I said, I'm two to three years behind where I should be in my business because I I went too long at the beginning, at the beginning, not saying no. Um, So that is one more thing that, that I want to make sure we get across here that we talked about earlier on that uh, it wasn't a very highly downloaded episode, but it's something that is crucial. And I want to make sure that y'all, y'all get it. If we can do give any advice in this show, uh, that's that's one of the points, but that is that leads to efficiency, and efficiency I think may be our word for the year. I haven't really decided, but efficiency and profitability are two. They kind of go hand in hand, and that's really what we're going for this year. I want to pad the stats. I want to really sock money away uh, and, and really do do good in our company. I don't want to just keep like I said earlier running money through the business. I want to be putting money in our bank account and it's staying in our bank account for a while or going into other investments and assets. So um, another thing that we're doing to lead towards efficiency and, and take ourselves that way is you hear uh, Caleb Allman talk about this and a lot of other people, a lot of other companies who have machinery and stuff, they say mechanize, mechanize, mechanize. That Get rid of the, the uh, you have to have hand, uh, by hand labor uh, all the time. Like Those tasks need to be mechanized essentially and it's and it's a cost it's an investment uh and i say it's a cost that's another thing that we could go up man i could take a whole nother tangent on that but um we're not going to today but cost versus investment how are you going to look at that word because that word can be uh something that is daunting to a lot of people uh, it, it cost me a significant amount of money to work with Gulf Coast Bookkeeping for them to keep up my, my bookkeeping and my records for the month it cost me a significant amount of money per month to do that uh, I mean, triple digit. Like, I mean, I mean, y'all, y'all, y'all need to call Gulf Coast Bookkeeping if you haven't already, and um, because there's something that I use in my in my personal business, that's why I'm recommending them. Uh, but it costs me money because they're doing a really good service for me. They are extremely good at what they do, and it costs me money. But what I said is, and this is a me, uh, something that you have to get through your head is 
is it a cost or is it an investment? And uh, the thing with that is, is if you don't figure that out now, if you don't figure it out that it's an investment at the beginning, then you're going to look at it and you're not going to appreciate it for what it's worth. I'm, I'm spending the amount of money that I'm spending for them to, at the end of the day, save me money because they're going to have my books and everything categorized the right way. And they're going to help me help me make sure my taxes are in good shape. Now, they're not accountants. They're not CPAs. But they're going to make it easier for my accountant. It's going to be a lot better for him to look at it and say, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Let's file and be done. And when the IRS comes after me one day, if they decide to, <clears throat> which we need to be prepared for, they haven't yet, but I'm sure it's coming one day, uh, especially if we continue to grow and become more profitable and, and stay successful in our company, uh, we'll probably get on the radar, radar one day. Uh, but... By doing that, all that stuff's going to be order in, in order. And when that day happens, I'm going to look back and say, man, all the money I spent on Gulf Coast bookkeeping really paid off because here's all the categorizations, here's all the receipts that we have, here's, here's everything, here's all the documentation you need. Go look through it, have a heyday. They're going to look through it and they're going to say, yep, you did everything legit and you moved on and, and they moved on to the next company. So calls versus investment, you got to also figure that thing out at the beginning um, versus, uh, so back to mechanization, that's another side tangent there. But really when, when I, when I think of a good point that I think needs to be discussed and I wish I would have known and, and thought that way a couple of years ago, I won't always hit on it is I don't want to get so far into the, the point that I was trying to hit. I, I don't want to miss something else. So that was another side point there, but back to the mechanization is it's an investment into your company. It is, uh, upfront that it costs. I just bought a piece of equipment and it is a, uh, Cartmate from Dawson Manufacturing, Mulchmate, and I'm so excited. People have been telling me forever. I talked to the guys at Mulchmate, talked to Nick and some of the other sales reps uh, at GIE for a while, I ate dinner with them one night, and really, really good products, really great team that they have up there, and I just didn't really have a need for it. I, I thought I didn't have a need for it, uh, and we were just talking more about it and, and how efficient it is and, and things like that, how much labor it saves, and, and just overall how it can help your company. Uh, and so I, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. And as we go on into 2022, as we get more landscape installs and more just landscape jobs, mulch, dirt work, sod, everything goes along with that. Anytime that you need to use a wheelbarrow, essentially, uh, I'm like, every time I push a wheelbarrow, I think to myself, I could be having a, I could have a cart mate right now. I could be riding a mower, taking it to that spot, dumping it, and then going back and just riding the mower all day long. Instead of having to push a wheelbarrow up a hill uh, to unload mulch or, or whatever it may be, rock or whatever, dirt, that's that's the worst thing, man. Moving dirt in a wheelbarrow is terrible. Dirt is so heavy. Uh, but anyway, so I've thought about it, and I finally pulled the trigger last week. And I haven't even used it yet. At the time of the recording of this podcast, I haven't even used it yet. Plan on using it at the end of this week. Um, we have a saw job coming up where we're going to have to bring dirt in. We're going to have 10 yards of mulch and we're going to have to move three pallets of sod. So we're going to have a lot of stuff that I think is going to be, that thing's going to be really useful for. And I'm very excited. But the, the point in that is it's an investment. It costs, I mean, y'all know what cartmates cost. If you, if you don't know what they cost, go look them up. They're over a thousand dollars. Uh, and it costs money, but the thing is, is how much time and how much labor and backbreaking work is that going to save me down the road? It's 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 way more than a thousand dollars now. Like like it, it in in six months to a year, probably before that, it's it's already going to pay off. How much money that thing saves me? So efficiency, profitability—if that's our word for the year, 
you got to take that and you have to implement that in all areas of your company. You have to implement it by hiring Gulf Coast Bookkeeping or whatever service you may want to use. Uh, maybe your wife is a, is a good bookkeeper and they and she can do it. If if that if you want to do it that way, if she's part of the business that way, then do it. But make sure you do it well. If you're going to do it, do it right. Set it, get up with the right software. Invest in a CRM, in a yard book, in a job or in an LMN, whatever it may fit your company, whatever it is. Invest in that. Invest in the right employees. Invest in the right equipment. Mechanize. That's what we're doing is CarMate is CarMate isn't mechanical, but in a sense it is because it's hooking up to the mower uh, and it's just taking back breaking labor away from having to push a wheelbarrow all day long. So uh, in efficiency and profitability, that's our goal for the year. By getting the car, man, I think it's going to really take us there to the next level. So uh, inefficiency, I would love to hear what uh, what steps are y'all taking for efficient to, to implement more efficiency and profitability into your companies this year. And uh, I've been listening to a bunch of other podcasts and, and they say, and this isn't even like how to podcast, anything like that. I'm just other podcast other successful podcasts out there they always like or or, and even like brian's on uh brian fullerton fullerton unfiltered uh on one of his last episodes i think it was a closing he was saying uh what is your call to action and and a call to action is you got to leave the customer or uh the listener in this case something to do well my call to action for y'all is let me know give me some feedback and I want to hear, if you're listening to this episode, uh, shoot me a DM on Instagram or shoot me an email. Both of those links will be in the show notes today. And let me know what are your what are your what steps are you taking to increase your profitability and your efficiency in your company this year. It doesn't have to be something life-changing. It could be something as simple as, hey, I got a software. I'm going to use a CRM to help me route and keep time with my employees this year. That's awesome. That is awesome stuff. I mean that that can change your company right there. It doesn't have to be you don't have to spend a thousand dollars in a cart mate or thirty thousand dollars and get a mulch mate or whatever those tra- dump trailers cost. Uh, the uh, the trailers with the mulch mates on the back that they make. I don't even know. How, I, th- I don't know how much they are. I just threw thirty grand out, but uh, upwards of ten between ten and twenty thousand. I think somewhere in there for the whole trailer outfitted with the mulch mate and everything. Uh, but numbers don't really matter there. I'm just saying. It doesn't have to be some huge, outrageous amount of, of money that you spend. It could be the the yard book free version or the thirty dollar a month yard book version, like something so simple that can change your company and really make you uh, more efficient and more profitable. So, my call to action for all of our listeners out there is: uh, let me know. Let me know. I want I want to hear who's really paying attention and listening to this show. And uh, by, by shoot me a DM on Instagram or an email and letting me know what are, what are you doing in your company. Uh, to inf- to increase your efficiency and your profitability. So one thing I do want to leave you here is I want to run through uh, 10 points that I found here online. I, I want to give you a little bit of value. If you haven't gotten anything up to this point, uh, I think these 10 points will still help you, especially if you're in the beginning of your company. And uh, maybe maybe you're not in the beginning of your company, but you, you just haven't been doing things right from, from the beginning. Who knows? Uh, we, we always say our, our, our target audience has been to target people who are young in business. No matter what your age, but you're young in business if you're starting out. So I want to run through 10 points that I've just found uh, just scrolling earlier. Uh, off Investopedia, I'll give them the, uh, I'll tell you where I got it from, just so you can go look it up and read the article if you want to. But uh, just 10 points on um, growing a successful business. And, and I'm not going to, you take with these whatever you may, but I thought some of them made some, made some really good points in here. So as we close up the show today, we're going to run through these and then uh, 
repeat the call to action one more time just so y'all can hear it, and then we'll wrap this thing up. So, number one, get organized. Uh, obviously, you need to have have if you if you want to have success in your company, you got to be organized from day one. You can't be running around with a, like a chicken with your head cut off all the time. Uh, there's definitely going to be times where that happens, but uh, be organized the best you can. Uh, keep detailed records. That's their second point, and that's a huge one, man. What, what, like I just said, when the IRS comes after you, have those records. Have everything there where don't be shady because if you're shady and you're doing stuff on the side, when the IRS does come after you, when they when they pick your uh, when they pick your your name out of a hat for them to come get it, then you better have all your stuff there. And if you don't, if you run your business for two or three years in the beginning and you don't have that stuff, then it can it cannot end up well for you. Uh, and and if you have ran it shady for the past couple of years. I'm not going to say that's okay, but you can't change it now. You just got to fix it moving forward. So if you have ran it bad in the first couple of years, fix it. Move forward in 2022. Keep extremely detailed records. Keep all your receipts, everything like that. Uh, analyze your competition. This is a good one. What do you want to do? What is your competition? And and, and it, it depends on what market you're in. If you're a lawn maintenance company, if you're a hardscaper, if you do landscape installs only, whatever it may be, French drains. Figure out your competition. How are they doing things, and what can you? How can you be better than them? Can you have better customer service? Can you have a better overall product? Can you have? Can you do the service faster? What can you do? Analyze your competition. Figure out where their weak link is and fix it, and be better than that company. Number four, understand the risk and the rewards. There's a bunch of risk and a bunch of rewards that come with being a business owner. Uh, we were just having this conversation with my in-laws the other day, and we were talking about uh, all the risk. Of it. I have to get up and go provide, and we have to grow our company and and build a foundation to make a dollar every day. And that's what a lot of you out there are doing. You're hustling, man. You you are creating your future and your own uh, income and, and your own. You could change your family legacy, your family tree by going out there and hustling. But a lot of these, a lot of us small business owners, if we're not doing it, if we're not big corporations, so if we're not out there grinding every day, if something happens, there's a risk involved. We're not making money. We're not generating revenue. So. That are the, those are the risks. Now, the rewards are great. You can go on trips. You have you can create your own free time. You can create your own schedule. Uh, you can generate as much income as you want to make to live the lifestyle you want to live. And 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 all the in in my personal view, I figure out what I want to do and I and I pick a lifestyle that I want to live. And then we're gonna figure out we're gonna work backwards. We're gonna say, all right, what are we gonna do to get there? Like that's we're gonna figure out where we want to go, how we want to live, and then we're gonna do what it takes to get there. Um, so that is our, uh, that's our philosophy. And, and there are a lot of risk and rewards, um, that come with being a business owner. Be creative. Being creative is a good thing and a bad thing, uh, for business owners. I say it's a bad thing. It's hard to be creative sometimes. And, and it's hard, even like creating these podcasts and creating Instagram content. A lot of you are really good at creating Instagram content. I am not, I am not a creative person by nature. Uh, so if you can be a creative business owner, and create new ideas, create new philosophies to your company, new maybe new team building activities, or you can create new designs for your for your customers. That can really they can really take that and and that can take your company to the next level if you are a creative mind and can take things and implement them and use your and take your company to the next level. Do that by all means. Be creative. Number six is stay focused. Uh, focus is a big thing. You got to figure out what your end goal is. And like I said, we figured out the uh, lifestyle that we want to live and, and, and we're focused on that. We focus on, we want to be there. And so how are we going to get there? And that is, that's the focus that we have. You have to be focused in running your business every single day. Number seven, prepare to make sacrifices. And I know we're running through these quick. Y'all can go look at this article if you want to. And there's some more notes in here with these, but prepare to sac- prepare to make sacrifices 
that is a very real one. Uh, I know a lot of you guys out there are hustling, you're grinding, you're working two jobs, uh, you're working a full-time job and doing this on the side, you're working Saturdays, you're missing putting your kids on the bus in the mornings because you're working, you're out early and you get home late, you put them to bed, and um, there are sacrifices involved, but just remember why you do it. Remember that focus. Go back to the next point up, and, and we just talked about stay focused. What is your end goal? All right, so if you stay focused on that end goal while you're making the sacrifices, it's going to make a lot things a lot easier in the end. Provide great service. This kind of goes back to analyzing your competition. Provide a better service in your competition. That's what you got to do. You got to take your business to the next level. Number nine is be consistent. Man, be consistent is key. Is show up on time. When you, when you say you're going to get there, get there. If, if somebody calls you, call them right back if you miss them. If you miss them, if you don't miss I mean, it's better to not miss them. It's better to just answer the phone. But if you do answer, if you do miss the call, call them right back as soon as you can. So if you're in a meeting, as soon as you get out of the meeting, uh, call them back and get with them. And uh, just be consistent in everything you do. If you, if you mow the yard one way and that's what the customer likes, be consistent in that. Figure out what they like. Be consistent. And uh, that can that can really help you take your company to the next level. There's some more points in here that um, some more conversation starters that we could get into, but we're not going to do that today because I'm uh, I feel like this has been a rambling episode. I don't know that you got any if uh, I know you don't get a, you didn't get a lot if you got any value out of this episode, but I hope you got a little bit. Um, I want to wrap this up. Like I said, I just wanted to run through those and give you just a little bit of value here at the end of the show. So if you did get anything out of the show, I would love for you to re- leave us those ratings interviews. Uh, a five-star rating really helps us. You can leave my Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, it, thank you to everyone who listens in and shares the show. Share the show on, our inst- on your Instagrams too, man. I, I love to reshare when people listen in. Uh, and that really helps us get out there. I mean, if, if we had 10 people share the show and each and each person has 100 followers, then we're looking, we just reached 1,000 new people potentially uh, that, that haven't heard of the show before. So we're trying to grow. Uh, in, in the process of growing, is uh, we're implementing a lot of these things that I just went over. Uh, we're trying to analyze competition. We're trying to an- the risk and the rewards. We have to be creative. We have to stay focused on our goal. We have to make sacrifices. We have to provide great content, and we have to be consistent in the way we do it. And uh, so those are all things we're trying to implement here at the Growing Green Podcast. If you enjoy it, leave those ratings and reviews. Remember, call to action. Another call to action is shoot me a DM and let me know how are you becoming more efficient and more profitable? What changes are you making in your company this year in 2022 or whenever it is you're listening? If you're down the road in time, uh, let me know how you're doing that because that's an endless, the time, the call to action doesn't end in time. Uh, when, whenever you're listening, let me know. I'd still love to hear about uh, how you are changing your company and becoming more efficient, more profitable, and just overall a better business owner. Thanks again for tuning in to the show. This is Jeremiah Jennings, your host, signing off for today. We look forward to catching up with y'all here on the next episode. Thanks for tuning in to the Growing Green Landscapes podcast. We know you have many other podcast options to choose from, and don't take it for granted that you chose to spend some time with us today. You can connect with Jeremiah Jennings at Growing Green Landscapes on Instagram or use the link in the show description. Don't forget to smash the follow button on the podcast and leave those five-star ratings and reviews. We hope you crush it in your business and hope to catch you on our next episode.